0: Guys, this is our last lesson in Life 101 from the book of Proverbs. I know. We've learned so much. We've traveled so far. We've learned along the way. We've made friends and acquaintances in our journey. We have uh, gone from foolishness to wisdom, and now all of us are exceedingly wise. And now it's time to reflect upon our journey and reflect upon the great wisdom that we have obtained. No, we're going to wrap things up and, uh, and talk about how do, we, how do we take the next step in our pursuit of wisdom. We have looked at a lot of different topics. We looked at listening. We looked at speech. We looked at work, fighting. We looked at planning. And last time, we looked at friendship. And now it's time to paint a comprehensive picture of foolish Alberto and wise Alberto. All right? So here we go. Foolish Alberto. Based off everything that we've looked at listening, speech, work, fighting, planning, friendship who is Foolish Alberto? Here's Foolish Alberto. He is out to prove himself, not improve himself. When he's corrected or rebuked, he quickly reacts and takes it personally. His words often get him into trouble. He slants the truth to cover his own tracks. He speaks when he should listen and generally doesn't have a filter on his mouth. If it's in his head, it comes out of his mouth. It doesn't take much to get him worked up or angry. He has several relationships that are in bad shape because he couldn't hold back his anger. He isn't the most dependable person in the world. He often falls through on promises and puts off important tasks. His friendships are based on what he can get out of them and doesn't pursue close friendships. And he doesn't really have any direction in his life. He just wings it day by day, doing what he feels like doing in the moment. And on top of all that, he thinks he's perfectly fine. That's foolish Alberto. What about wise Alberto? How would we describe wise Alberto? Based off everything, these six lessons that we've looked at, wise Alberto values his walk with God over everything else. He realizes that there's a lot of things in life he doesn't know and so he seeks to learn and grow as much as possible. When he's rebuked, it hurts, but he tries to take whatever truth is in that rebuke to heart. He values growth over being right all the time. He realizes that words are powerful, so he's intentional about what he says. Although he gets angry, he asks God for the grace to show patience, even when others are trying to provoke a response out of him. He seeks the best for his friends, serving them however he can. He takes his responsibilities seriously as prayerfully considering what God wants him to do in the future and makes plans to follow Christ each day and down the road. He's nowhere close to perfect and never will be, but as he values his relationship with God, he orders his life in a way that draws him closer to the Lord, staying humble each day. So as we look at this last lesson, which we're calling Class Dismissed. Why are we calling it class dismissed? Because we've learned everything, and now it's time to leave the classroom and to put it into practice, to take the next steps. And when we look at all of the lessons that we've learned, it can be really overwhelming. Like, okay, how am I supposed to remember how to like, speak the right way and listen the right way and, and show patience and, and make good friends? There's a lot of things we've covered. How am I supposed to keep all that straight? How am I supposed to remember all that? And so I want to simplify things down a little bit. For us and just look at what's the next step if we want to become wise what's next so we've looked at foolish alberto and wise alberto and i want you to ask yourself the question where am i on this journey so if we were to draw a line from foolish alberto to wise alberto where on that line would you be would you find yourself on the foolish end Or closer to the wisdom end are you content with where you are or are you seeking to grow in wisdom because the decisions that you make right now is going to make a huge impact on where you're going to be down the road where are you going to point your life so in our last lesson i want us to point us in the right direction okay i want us to go in the right just are we pointing the right way Let's not worry about, okay, speech and and, and and listening and fighting and planning. Let's not worry about that right now. Let's just ask ourselves, are we pointing in the right direction? You know, I don't expect... How many of you are 13? How many of you are 12? All right. How many of you are 14? 15? 16? 17? All We're actually not right. All right, now... There we go. Woo, I, won't no. what, I won't see what my age is. Um, I'm not nope. 32. Yep. Um, so I don't expect any 12 or 13, 14, et cetera, any 13-year-old to have the wisdom, experience, and knowledge of a 40-year-old. not. Okay. We're going to learn about that. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't expect that. No one should expect that, right? That's not possible. Neither is it desirable, right? You're only a teenager once, right? I'm not, I don't want you acting like a 40-year-old when you're 13 years old, okay? I, I, don't, I don't expect that from you. That's not, that's not going to happen. But what my prayer is for you is that you do act like a wise 13-year-old, 12-year-old, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old. And so we need to ask the question... What does a why, What does wisdom look like where you are right now, all right? What does it look like right now? And so we're going to look at the foolish attitude and the wise attitude, all right? So which direction are we pointing and how are we going to uh, face our lives? So we're going to look at the wrong attitudes, the, the attitudes that take you in the wrong direction, We got here with with Foolish Alberto, and we're going to look at three things. For both wisdom and foolishness, three things. Where are you looking? What are you thinking? And what are you standing on? All right? Where are you looking? What are you thinking? What are you standing on? And how do those differ between foolish and wise? Okay? So, for Foolish Alberto, where is he looking He is craving acceptance. That's where he's looking. He's looking for the acceptance of people. He's looking for the approval of others. Proverbs 1 verse 10 says, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. You know, there are a few things more dangerous than craving acceptance. If, If that is where you're looking, if you're going through each day saying, I just want to get as much acceptance as possible, I want to get as many people to approve of me as possible, that is a dangerous way to live. In fact, a lot of young people are, will be willing to compromise if it gives them a community. You get that? A lot of people are willing to compromise if it gives them a community. If, they can get a, if, if, it, if it gives them a friend group, a lot of people are willing to give up what they believe or the, or, the, or the convictions they hold. In Proverbs 1, we read about the young man being enticed by this violent game. right? This, this group of guys, no, no good people coming up and saying, come with us, we're going to take advantage of other people to, in, to get rich out of it. And the question is, will he compromise on the truth if it means gaining the acceptance of that crowd? That's the allure. It says, we're all going to do this together. We're a family. We're, we're, we're a community. And that is an incredible pull. Later on in Proverbs 7, a young man's enticed by the woman. And will he compromise his morality if it means gaining acceptance by her? And so where are you looking, right? Are you looking toward the acceptance of others? Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, the fear of man lays a snare. But those who trust in the Lord are safe. Fear of man is this idea of doing everything for the approval of man, being afraid of what people think about you. Man, that's really easy to, to fall into, isn't it? Always concerned, always worried about what are people thinking? How do people see me? And, and craving this approval. Is that where you are looking? So ask yourself the question, what are you willing to give up in order to gain the acceptance of Of a certain group of people. A lack of firm belief is revealed by your willingness to discard or adopt that belief if it means gaining the acceptance of others. If you're willing to throw away a belief or add a belief if it gets you acceptance, that shows a shallow belief. And this goes in both directions, right? You can commit sin and compromise in order to get acceptance, but you know what else you can do? You can actually come to church to gain acceptance, can't you? Right? Think about it. Do you believe what you believe because that's what it takes to be accepted by your Christian friends or your church? Is that what you believe in? Because you want to get acceptance? Do you come to church because you crave acceptance? Are your beliefs based on a firm conviction that the Bible is true? Or are they based on the fact that your friend group is made up of Christians? And so that's what kind of the group belief is. And so I'm just going along with it because that's how I gain acceptance. That's how I gain approval because my friend group happens to be Christian. Right? It goes both ways. And if that's the basis, if that's where you're looking, if that's where your focus is, that's a really shallow belief. And it will be only a matter of time. Let's let's say right now you're gaining acceptance from a Christian group of friends, and that's the basis for what you believe. When you when you leave that Christian group of friends, are you going to hold to your belief? No. You're, it depends on what what uh, re- is required of acceptance with whatever new friend group you're in, right? If you go up to college and and you don't have as many Christian friends and there's a new basis for acceptance and so you you, you throw away your old belief because you're not around that friend group anymore and you adopt this new belief in order to be accepted by this new group. If you're looking for acceptance from others, you'll stay foolish. And in Proverbs, we see these voices that are calling out to this simple person, this inexperienced young man, saying, come with us, come with us, come with us. And the book of Proverbs again and again says, don't consent to that. Don't follow that. Don't make acceptance what you crave. So that's where foolish Alberto is looking. What is the mindset? What is he thinking? Well, his mindset would be one of arrogance. What's another word for arrogance? Right. Pride. Pride, right? Yeah. Pride, arrogance. Proverbs 122 says, "How long, o simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge?" You know, we looked at when we started this study that a simple person isn't necessarily a bad thing. A simple person is an inexperienced person. That's the person who hasn't had the experience, the wisdom, uh, the track record. They, 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 they might still be teachable, but they're just simple. But arrogance is what turns a simple person into a foolish person. In other words, if you were doing do an equation, simple plus proud equals fool. Simple plus teachable equals wise. Or growing in wisdom, at least. Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 21, 24 says this, scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. So how do you know if you're thinking with arrogance and pride? How do you know that you're this? That your mindset is one of pride? Well, one indicator is if you are a mocker. If you're a mocker. If you regularly make fun of instruction or advice, that is a direct reflection of how you're thinking. And it's a direct reflection of a proud, arrogant way of thinking. One that just simply discards advice, discards wisdom, because you already know better. You're wise in your own eyes. So foolish, the foolish one is craving acceptance, and they're arrogant in their thinking. All right. Third thing we're going to look at, where are you standing? What's his posture? What, how, does he, how is he standing in this life? And for the fool, it's complacency. What does it mean to be complacent? Anyone have any ideas? What does it mean to be complacent? In one area. What's that? To be in one area? Mm, not quite. <laughs> Maybe, could be. Never making progress. Okay, never making progress. That's part of it. But you could, you could be making, not making any progress and be frustrated about it. Right? Yeah, okay. So, so you could be not making any progress and be frustrated that you're not making progress, or you could be complacent and say, I'm not making any progress and I don't care. I'm good, right? I, I, I have no incentive. I have no reason to grow, to move. Listen to Proverbs one thirty two. Proverbs one thirty two says this. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. So if your mindset is arrogance, I guarantee you, you'll end up being very complacent in your life. Why? Because you're proud, you're doing what's right in your own eyes, which means you think you're just great where you're at. What does complacency mean? Well, if you're to define it, it means, complacency means a false sense of security or self-confidence. Um, it's the idea of, if you're complacent, right? If, a, if an athlete is complacent, what are, they, are they going to work harder? Are they going to stretch themselves? Are they going to practice more? No, because they're good. They think they're good. They're complacent. So if there's no sense of urgency in you to grow and to learn and to change, it will lead to foolishness. And Proverbs one 3, 2 says, ultimately, destruction. So don't waste these years of your life. Use the energy that God has given you to move forward, to take steps, to pursue wisdom. Don't be complacent. Don't be proud, don't be just fine with where you're at. It leads to destruction. We've talked a lot of, about a lot of different things in this series. But right now, as class is dismissed and we're going we're to put things into practice, I just want to focus on that first step. And this is asking the questions, where am I looking? How am I thinking? And where am I standing? A- am I looking toward the acceptance of others? Is that, my, is that where my attention is drawn? Am I proud of my thinking? Right? Am I mocking advice? Am I, am I wise in my own eyes? And am I complacent in where I'm standing? That would be the fool. That would be the way of destruction. So let's move on. I still says foolish Alberto but that should say why is Alberto all right well, forgot to change the title all right Alberto still isn't completely wise. yeah wise so we should say less foolish Alberto yes. yeah there we go it is true yes no one is wiser than Alberto um so why is Alberto we're looking at those same three questions where am I looking how am I thinking where am I standing how would it be different for wise Alberto as opposed to foolish Alberto. First of all, where is he looking? Well, instead of craving acceptance, what is he doing? He is treasuring Christ. And I draw this from the fact that what we've been saying each week: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1:7: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 2:6, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So instead of looking to the approval of people, look toward Jesus. Jesus is wisdom in the flesh, right? People will fail you, people will double-cross you. People will betray you. Jesus is constant. Jesus is eternal. Jesus isn't changing. Proverbs 29:25, as we already said, the fear of the Lord lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So for the wise person, where are they looking? Where is she looking? Where is he looking? It's looking to Jesus, that that he is your standard, he is your focus, he is your treasure. You're not focused on the approval of people, you're focused on the love of Christ. How is the wise person thinking? Well, if the fool is thinking proudly, this should be pretty easy. What would be the mindset of the wise person? Humility. Humility, very good. Proverbs 11:2 says when pride comes then comes disgrace but with the humble is wisdom Proverbs 15:33 the fear of the Lord is instruction and in wisdom and humility comes before honor You know if you're looking to Jesus humility will follow close behind Why do you think that humility is a byproduct, is just a natural result of treasuring Jesus? Can anyone tell me why Why are those two connected? Why does treasuring Jesus like inevitably result in a sense of humility? Well, I think to a sense, um, treasuring Christ and looking at Him, it helps us realize how foolish and how insignificant we are and mm-hmm. how Yeah, great. Also, if we're treasuring Christ, then uh, we are probably trying to be like him, and Jesus was humble. There we go. Yeah, is that what you're going to say, Tony? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so both of those are, are, are fantastic answers. That just as Andrew said, as you look at Christ, um, and, and when you start looking at his, the cross, what he did for you, right, that's a really humbling thing. Realize what Jesus went through for you that how much he loves you in spite of how sinful we are. And then, if you're looking to Jesus, he was humbler than, than anyone. And, and we're following his example. I thought of another one. Yeah. Um, as a Christian, I like to think of myself as a representative. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing to carry around in your mind whenever you're interacting with people, whether they are Christian or not. Because mm-hmm. you know It's a good thing to have on your side. Yeah. It's a nice thing to... Uh, it's a nice thing. It's re- It's nice. Not. I would say less of a pride thing, but it's reassuring to hear people tell you hmm. that you're different for a particular reason, and mm-hmm. have that opportunity to explain to them why you believe things you do. And how yeah. You aren't um, just following orders. Yeah. So, yeah. And 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 having an arrogant spirit, having a proud spirit, isn't isn't the best yeah. testimony, right? If uh, if those around you get the sense, man, that person is just is all about themselves, right? Not a great testimony for Christ. Yeah? Well, if we're not humble, we're showing the unbelievers that this is what Christians are like. Yeah. Just like everybody else, and if we're not humble, we're not showing, like Tony said, we're not representing Christ in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. We should be. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of non-Christians out there that when they think of Christians, they think of pride. Right? They think of people that kind of are a little too arrogant. That shouldn't be the case. We should, we should be the most humble people because we recognize that we're sinners and, and, and Jesus had to die for us, right? That's, there's nothing impressive in us about that, right? So, so humility comes from treasuring Christ. And so when you're, acting, you're asking yourself, you know, what's the next step? Well, what's your mindset? Is it humility? When you're treasuring Christ, when you see how good he is, you realize that your impressiveness isn't much to brag about. And if you don't fear the Lord, you won't be humble. Um, Would others consider you to be a humble person? Just ask yourself that question. Would my friends, would my acquaintances consider me to be humble? Or (laughs) would they... they, You don't have to answer out loud. I didn't say you had to answer out loud. (laughs) Yeah, right. Now, again... Now, obviously, if you were to answer that question, we're like, well, yes. Everyone thinks I'm the most humble person in all the world. Well, then now you're proud, right? Yep. Whoa. That's right. You're the, uh, you're the, like, you know, I'm writing a book on humility. It's called The Ten Steps to Humility and How I Made It in Three. <laughs> or the, the Ten Most Humble People in the World and How I Trained the Other Nine. <laughs> right. Now, Do people, if if others were to ask you, so-and-so, proud, arrogant, full of themselves, wise in their own eyes, or humble, focused on Christ, eager to learn? Which one? So we looked at where are you looking, where's your mindset, and then where are you standing? So if the fool is complacent, what is the wise person? I'd say one word you could use to describe, you could fill in different words here, but the word I'd use to describe it would be Teachable. Teachable. Listen to Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So, looking unto Jesus will lead to humility. Humility will produce a teachability. It's all connected, right? In other words, if you don't treasure Christ, you're going look to Christ, you won't be a humble person. You'll be a proud person. And if you, But if you're a humble person, you will be a teachable person. Because a humble person recognizes, I don't have all the answers. I have room to grow. And so I'm teachable. I'm eager to learn. Proverbs 2, 1-5 through 5 talks about someone who's searching for wisdom like hidden treasure. Seeking it like silver. Can you see why fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? Right? Treasure in Christ leads to humility. Humility leads to a teachability. And teachability leads to wisdom. But the starting point is the fear of the Lord. Looking to Christ. So take in knowledge. Be eager to learn more. It doesn't mean you adopt everything you hear. Some things you'll have to accept while other things you'll have to reject. But listen. Learn. And when you realize you don't have it all figured out, you will crave the knowledge of others and most importantly the knowledge that comes from God's Word. If you you love the Lord, are humble and teachable, guess what? You'll be in the Word a lot. I mean, if someone told you, like if you had a desire to be wise, and someone came up to you and said, hey, guess what? I've got a book from God with inerrant, reliable truth that will give you everything you need for wisdom. Would you be like, oh... Where else can I look for it? No, you'd be like, "Where? show it to me. Give me the book. If this is the inerrant word of God straight from him that gives me perfect truth and everything I need for life and godliness and it's sufficient for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, the man of God may be equipped for every single good work, man, I want that book. Because I crave wisdom. And, and, and that's, it's like going on a treasure hunt and someone's sticking the treasure right under your nose, right? And you go and you're going like, well, I still want to, you know, maybe I should look elsewhere. No, it's right here. Here it is. It's, here's the book. Read it, right? But so many times we know that. We say, yeah, the Bible's great. The Bible's good. I should read it. But we don't. We, we look elsewhere. We, 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 we look to our friends. We look to other people. We look to culture. But we ignore the only inerrant word of God. Right? When you get advice from, from a friend, that's awesome. But you still need to be discerning, right? You need to kind of like take in the good advice and maybe disregard any bad advice or measure that. But, but when you're talking about the Word of God, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you have to understand it. You have to be discerning. Make sure you, what you're reading is, is what is, it's saying. But it is inerrant and true. Wouldn't you want to dig deep into that book? Well, I mean, not if you're arrogant or complacent. Not if you're thinking that you have it all figured out. Where are you looking? What's your mindset? Where are you standing? And, and I want you just to start here, right? We, 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 we looked at speech and... Listening and friendships and laziness and planning and all these things. And I hope that you're able to take away some truths from that. Some 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 idea of okay, this is what wisdom looks like in this area, and this is what foolishness looks like in this area. So you have kind of a a, a direction to aim for, right? You you know what it looks like. It's like it's like looking at an instruction manual, where's our, our Lego people? Who likes Legos? Legos? Alright. Love Legos. I, I grew up with Legos. We have the big, huge bins full of Legos, and we build big cities and all that stuff, right? Kind of my house to Legos? All right, I need, I need to come I over, it. all right. Um, so we would build big Legos, but it's kind of the idea of like, it, let's say that you get a new Lego set, right, and, and it has the instructions in there. What we've done is kind of look at the instructions and the finished product, right? This is what the model looks like. We've seen it what it looks like with speech and laziness and listening and all these other things. But what about step one, right? What about, what about the f- putting just the first piece onto the other piece? And this is what I want to be talking... This is what this lesson is all about. Where are you looking? How are you thinking? Where are you standing? Are you looking... If you're looking for the approval of others, that's what you crave. That's what you're all about. Every decision, every waking moment that you... Every decision you make is all about what will gain me acceptance among my friends... If your mindset is proud and arrogant, I have it all figured out. I can't stand when other people give me advice. In fact, I mock when, I, when people try to tell me what to do. If, if, your, if your stance is complacency, where you think you're good and you're fine and there's no problem, there's no reason to, to progress and change, that is foolishness. And, 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 and Proverbs says it will not lead to a good place. But if you're looking to Christ, you're staying humble and you're seeking to be teachable, if that's all you focus on right now, and if, that may, if, if you make this your prayer request, God, help me to treasure you, help me to stay humble, help me to stay teachable, you'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. Sure, you'll face challenges, you'll make mistakes, you'll say foolish things, do foolish things. We all do, okay? You'll be Okay. Right, Because you're looking in the right direction, you're pointed the right way, you're staying humble before God, and you're teachable. Which means you're digging into the Word of God and gaining wisdom. And if that's the case, you'll be just fine. We all have struggles and challenges, but you're pointed in the right direction. So as class is dismissed, for the final time, and we wipe the chalkboard clean, we say goodbye to Professor Alberto who has already left the building because he didn't want to hang around. Yes. Never fixed the clock. The clock remained out of order. Right. Yes. It's true. But as we wipe that board clean and go out into the real world, my prayer request for you is that you look to Christ stay humble and stay teachable and you'll be just fine let's pray and we'll be dismissed lord we thank you for giving us your word that is infallible and inerrant we thank you lord that we can read it and understand it lord we are all filled with pride and foolishness um we all crave acceptance of others and we all are complacent um in a way, we can say every single one of us is, is, is a fool in some sense. I mean, if, if we're honest, we don't always look to you. We don't always stay humble. Uh, we don't always stay teachable. But Lord, we thank you that, that, that we serve a God who um, came and offered us his righteousness. Or that, that, that our faith is not one of works where we earn your favor or we earn salvation. But we simply look to you, we treasure Christ, and what he did to save us. And through the humility and teachability that that reality produces in our hearts, we would grow to become more like Christ. Pray that that would be the mindset and the the focus of every person in this room. Help us all to be pointed in the right direction. And help us to, um, to encourage those around us to be pointed in that direction. Lord, if, if, if we see anyone that's pointed the opposite way, that we would with love say, hey, come with me. Come, come, come the same direction I am. Let's treasure Christ. Let's look to Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would together be helping each other become more like you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.